So, hey, it's my pleasure to welcome to our Sunday morning service for the very, very first time. Woohoo! Yeah! Congratulations. At, at their wedding, I, uh, I shared a story about Blythe and I on a road trip years before cell phones, years before GPS. You, could, you, you actually used uh, a road map. Anybody remember those? Yeah, uh, I would buy an atlas every year, one of the big atlases. Y'all remember the big atlases? They sold them at Walmart. I loved those. And, and uh, you know, it had all the states in it. And in the middle, it had the whole of America, you know, and then it had all the states in it. And so when we were planning our trips, you know, I would turn to the big map. You know, I'd say, okay, I want to get from here to here, and I'd kind of map it out. And then I would turn to the states for the details to get my exit numbers and stuff like that, you know. Uh, how long ago was that? Anybody, I mean, how, does, does anybody remember those days? It's at least, what, 20 years ago now? It's been, it's been a long time since I've used a real map. But, but uh, I used to love to do all the calculations, and I would, I would kind of follow my gas miles. Some trips, you know, more than others, but I would follow my gas miles real close, and how many miles I was averaging an hour, that was a big thing for me. I would be like, we are, we are making 67 miles an hour. We can push this further. Come on, we can do 69. Let's push it, you know. And, uh, you know, averaging my miles, and it was, it was fun. It was fun to travel with me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Look, I would do stuff like this. Okay, we're going to stop up here at this exit 223. I'm going to jump out. I'm going to get the gas going. That was before you had to stick a card in the machine. I'm going to get the gas going. You're going to run into the potty, and then I'm going to run into the potty. You're going to turn the gas off. We're on the road in five minutes, man. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I was military driven, like, you know, with precision, expedient, rapid deployment, baby. You know, I was on it, you know. Bam, 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 bam. And, you know, so... That, that was me, you know, heading to where? Overland Park. You know, uh, the, the brooks of Bethpage, you know, where pastors stay for free to relieve their stress. Man, I was stressed trying to get there, you know. I'm like, come on, we got to get to the brooks of Bethpage, you know. There's some serenity waiting for me, you know. <laughs> then I heard this preacher talking about how they learned to enjoy the journey. I was like, oh, man, shut up. <laughs> you know, he learned how to be focused on getting to the destination. He learned he was missing some of the best life with his family because he was all about the destination. You know, a bigger house, a better car, a promotion, whatever it was. You know, he was all about the destination, and he was missing the journey. Well, in, in road mapping Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, uh, uh, you remember me last week talking about a map? Chesley made me a map. Isn't that great? And uh, yeah, amen. So our destination is peace, right? That's where we're heading. But, but we're starting by leaving what? Leaving it. We're leaving that. Our destination is peace. And, and so we're moving away from anxiousness, moving to peace. The journey, listen, y'all got to catch this, okay? You, you have to catch this. The journey is what gets us there. The journey is what gets us to peace. And, and if you try to miss the journey, you're never going to get to peace. 
So we have to pay attention to the journey, yeah? Yeah, we have to pay attention to the journey. So remember, you know, remember that song from the 90s, I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my pain, I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. So, so we're leaving anxiousness behind. We're, we're leaving it behind. Now remember, this is not about mental health issues or crippling anxiety that needs medical attention. This is about anxiety that can and should be controlled through our faith and trust in Jesus. I, I talked about that more last week. But So our first stop on our journey is what? Prayer. Okay, now you know and I know before we can stop anywhere, we need to find the what? Exit. Exit. When I was in high school, we didn't need exits. I mean, literally, my friends, we'd just go off the road and through the ditch and onto another road and, until we got lots of tickets, and then we quit doing that. But, but we got to find the exit, right? you got to find the exit. The first one we're going to be looking for is called general. It's a general exit. The second one is intentional, intentional. So our first stop is prayer. We're looking for the general exit and then intentional exit. Now, now, do not be anxious about anything, the Scripture says. We talked about this last week. It's a bold declaration. It uh, flies in the face of what we want to do. It, it, you know, do not be anxious, but it doesn't leave us there. It says, but in everything, by prayer. But you don't understand what happened to me, but in everything by prayer. But you don't know what my boss did, but in everything by prayer. But you don't know what my spouse is like, but in everything by prayer. But you, but by everything by prayer. Right? Right? That's what it says. I mean, I'm not making this up, am I? But in everything by prayer. By prayer. Now, the, this, this word prayer is a, a very deep, meaningful word in the original language. You know, uh, the New Testament was written mostly in Greek, some Aramaic. And, and uh, then there's the Septuagint, which is the Hebrew translation of the Greek into Hebrew. And, and just an in, incredible language. And this word is a deep, meaningful word that means prayer. It means communication with God, talking to God. We tend to overcomplicate it, don't we? It, it, it's, it's not hard. Everyone can do it, and everyone should do it. You have, so you have general prayer, this exit of general prayer and intentional prayer. And I'm talking right now about general prayer, the first exit, general prayer. It's just that common, everyday talk. Oh, God, help me. If you, if you get to hang out with me at all, you're going to hear me say that. Oh, God, help. Oh, God, help. And I am not just saying that. I mean it. I'm like, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help. Oh, God. And I'll say to my staff, you know what I say? And they say, oh, God, help us. You know. And my friends will say that. I'll say, you know what I say? Oh, God, help us. So please, Lord, please, Lord, let them get that job. That's just a kind of a general prayer. You're, you're thinking of someone. You're just praying. You know, the Bible says to pray 
without stopping, doesn't it? In Ephesians chapter, or Thessalonians chapter 5, it says pray without ceasing. This is really accomplished through general prayer. A lot of times we read that and we're like, how in the world am I going to accomplish that? It's through, through just talking to God. Or as my, my brother's pastor called it, he called it his prayer pistol. <laughs> and I remember him preaching about this and he'd say, I, 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 I pull my prayer pistol out. You know, like if I see somebody homeless, I'll be like, God, please, please be with that person, you know. Or if I, I'm praying for my family, he'd pull my prayer pistol out, you know. And he was just using a, a, a illustration to talk about general prayer. Oh, God, help me. Please, Lord, be with that person. God, I pray for that homeless man. Please, God, save those kids' lives. Please, God, I pray for those kids who are, are going through all that trouble and, and, and struggles. And, I, you know, general prayer, general prayer. General prayer is making Jesus our constant companion. Oh, wow. See, that's what general prayer does. It, it, it starts to, to teach you that you're walking with God. Remember, sometimes to walk, we need to fight, you know? You're, you're, you're talking to him. You're, to, you're walking with him. You're communicating with him. You're, ta- you know, you're praying. You're, you're, as the old hymn said so beautifully, and he walks with me and he talks with me. He tells me I am his. And the joy we share as we tarry there has ever known. That's right. So don't let the title of this type of prayer lull you into thinking it's not important. You know, we'll, we'll, hear, we'll hear general prayer. Eh, okay, I want to get to the good stuff, you know. General prayer, eh, you know, kind of frou-frou it off. Look, I'm going to tell you something. Your stop at general prayer may very well be the most important stop on your journey to peace. Really. I mean, we kind of think of general prayer as not that important. But it, it may very well be your most important stop. Why? Because it's all about relationship. It's all about salvation. It's all about knowing him. Many, many, almost every religion prays. But their prayer is not ushered into the presence of God through the blood of Jesus. There's a difference. There's a difference between this religion praying and a believer praying. There's a difference, and it's in the blood of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 15 and following are a beautiful picture of general prayer. And, and, it, and it teaches us how significant this is. And I want to illustrate it before I read that passage. Let me illustrate it by, by just talking about prayer or communication. You know, we're talking about just talking to God, just communication with God. Doesn't that happen through a relationship, you know, and, and, and the more intimate you are in a relationship, the more communication or prayer happens. It's just, that's just true. So I communicate with you when, when I see you on Sunday mornings through emails or from time to time when you might stop by the church or call the church. I communicate with you. I communicate with my kids every week. Those kids living at home still, every day. And I communicate with Blythe on a whole different level and even more than I do with my kids. 
do you see the intimacy there is changing? And the, the more intimate you are, the more communication happens. So prayer or communication happens through relationship. And the more intimate you are in a relationship, the more communication or prayer happens. Lord, I love you, but I want to love you more. Well, how does that flesh out? In my communication with him, in my intimacy with him. Amen? So, so we could call general prayer relationship prayer. Or we could call it knowing God prayer. You know? We could, we could name it different things. So he, here's this beautiful picture of prayer, general prayer, relationship prayer, knowing God prayer, whatever you want to call it, in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, 15, and following. I want to read it to you. I'll put a few of them on the overhead, but I'm going to just read most of it to you. Starting in verse 15. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so. For he says... This is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and I will write them on their minds. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. And verse 18, and when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. Verse 19, I'll put this on the overhead for you. And so, dear brothers and sisters... We can boldly, we can boldly, we can boldly, we can boldly, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Wow. Verse 20, by his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Did not have access to that before the cross. Verse 21, and since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, verse 22, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting him. For our guilty conscience has been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. It's talking about salvation there. It's talking about relationship. It's talking about intimacy. Do you see how relationship and intimacy creates prayer? And, and he says that, that, that we can go right into the presence of God. Why? Because we've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. Because we're saved. There's a difference between a believer calling out to God and someone who's not saved. They don't have that covering. They're not washed in the blood. There's a difference between a believer praying and other religions that don't believe in the cross. Why? Because they don't have that covering. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. That's what we're doing today. That's what Join the Family is all about. That's why our, our, our banners say a church in action. We want to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another especially now that the day of the, his return is drawing near. It's through a relationship with Jesus that we can communicate with him, and that is what makes general prayer so powerful. Don't frou-frou general prayer. Don't, don't say, ah, it's not that big a deal. It may very well be your most important stop on your way to peace. Amen? 
It's through him, knowing him, that we can go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him, just like verse 22a said. And Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place through his blood, verse 20b. Those scriptures alone should get us motivated. Yes, yes, we are going to pray. Yes, we are going to practice this this first stop towards peace. We are going to pray general prayer. Come on, pastor, let's talk about intentional prayer now. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. Let's put our roadmap up. So we're looking for our exits, general and intentional. Uh, and, and, you know, every exit will have, every stop's going to have general and intentional exits. But, uh, but let, me, let me, the first stop is prayer. You can see that. And our first exit is general. We're talking about general prayer. Let's talk about intentional just for a moment. <clears throat> So, we've seen the exit for general prayer. What about intentional prayer? See, general prayer, general prayer is not enough. It's not enough. It is great and is wonderful. It may carry you through. You know, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm not talking about losing your salvation. I'm not talking about backsliding. I'm talking to the believer right now. I'm talking to the child of God. If you've been born again. General prayer is great. And again, it may pull you through, but it's not enough. You need uh, intentional prayer. Jesus was intentional. Jesus was intentional. The Garden of Gethsemane, he only went there once. No, no, no. It was a frequent stop of his. He intentionally went there to be alone, to pray. He intentionally prayed through the night before he selected his disciples. And we read in Mark chapter 1, verse 32 through 37, uh, verse 32 starts, it says, That evening after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at their door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons, many. The word many is used over and over, many, many people, the whole town. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Guess what? That was a long day of ministry, and I just can't imagine that Jesus wasn't tired. I am worn out after Sunday mornings, and and I typically don't have to wrestle any demons on Sunday, you know, but I'm still worn out. And it says in verse 35, before daybreak. So he's had a long day, no telling what time he went to bed, you know. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. And later Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they're like, man, everyone's looking for you. It was before daybreak. They had hygiene back then. They had certain oils they would put in their beard. You know, they had, they had hygiene. They had certain sleeping clothes they would wear. You know, pajamas. We call them pajamas. But then they had certain clothes they'd wear. They wouldn't go out in their pajamas like we do. You know, Walmart is full of people in pajamas for some reason. But, but uh but, you know, he had certain clothes he would have gotten ready for the day. So before daybreak, he got up. He got ready for the day. That means he, he was awake. He didn't just roll over in his underwear in bed and try to pray, you know. He got up and got ready for the day, and he went out. He left the place he was at to an isolated place. He, he went out. 
For me, that place is, is in my living room. I have a place where I sit. I have a place where I go, a place where I keep my Bible, a place where I, I, I know where the coffee is. I know, you know, it's a place to pray. He went out. He, he was intentional. Being intentional in prayer is more than just general prayer. General prayer happens all the time. I'm, it's happening right now as I'm praying, oh, God, help me to communicate this. In my mind, I pray that as I'm preaching. God, help me to get this across. You know, general prayer. And some of you are praying, God, help them to be quiet so I can go home, you know. And so general prayer is happening as we're going, you know. Intentional prayer is just that. It's intentional. I will get up 30 minutes early. I don't want to, but I will. I will get up early to pray. I will keep a prayer list or, or follow a prayer target of some sort. I've been to a lot of dear saints' homes and sat in chairs visiting with them, and I've seen their list. You know, I will. I will pray through Scripture as I read. I will make myself stop and pray through this verse. I will not give up my prayer closet. Intentional prayer happens in your secret place. Uh, it says in, in Matthew 6, verse 6, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Your intentionality, getting alone, is, is your secret place. A, a great book on this is called Secrets of the Secret Place. So here's a question. You've got to be honest in your answer. Who will read this book in its entirety this week and you're hungry for God? Right now, you can come get it. It's yours. Who wants it? You'll read this book this week. All right. Bless you, buddy. Yeah. So here's my illustration about this. I'm back to the family illustration, the communication. General communication happens every day in, in my family, in your family, uh, in the church, you know, uh, but it needs to be intentional as well. Date night with your spouse don't happen unless it's intentional. You know what I mean? You'll go a year and be like, oh, we haven't been on a date. Sometimes you have to be intentional. Sometimes you have to say, look, we're going to, kids, we're going to go and we're going to close the door. Mom and dad need to talk. She's spending too much money again, so we need to talk. <laughs> not, not really. She doesn't spend too much money. I'm teasing her. But you, you see what I'm saying. We've got to carve out time to be intentional. Being intentional will, will make you carve that time out for prayer. Prioritize prayer and make sure it happens. General prayer is great, but you've got to be intentional about prayer. We'll put our map up there again. So we are, we are leaving anxiousness. We're not going to stay there. You don't want to stay there. You don't want to live there. Really, you don't even want to visit there. I feel sorry for the people who live there. Don't you? They, I, I mean, God bless them. They need Jesus. Yes, I realize that. But, but we, we just don't want to stop there. We're not going to stop. We're not going to live there. We're going to leave anxiousness, and we're going to take the exit of general prayer and intentional prayer. Our next stop is supplication. Supplication. We will not get there today. We'll get there next week. But I want to close by giving you the opportunity to apply general prayer. 
and intentional prayer or pray about intentional prayer. So I'll give you some clarification in just a moment, but I just have this one little quick video I want to show because we're going to be applying both of these at this place.